There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. The Ryan Kelly Morning After. KPN-TFM. HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Turns into blurry. Everything feels tipsy turvy. Fumbles have my rep at war. They're the troops that stand before me. I fall down, but I don't ever worry. Look and reach their hands out for me. I don't hit the ground because they always catch me. See the real me and they never blink. Well, she's the best because we were flipping <laughs> through old photo albums and I was Eesh. like, that's not me. What am I wearing? And she looks at me and she's like, we were pretty Brian Kelly, morning after. This is the appliance discounters, 8 o'clock hour. Appliance discounters, if you're in the market for an appliance, look no further than appliance discounters in their 80,000 square foot warehouse full of GE appliances and other major brands ready for delivery. Shop online at theappliancediscounters.com where pricing has been adjusted to beat the competition. It's the appliance discounters. Doug and I are both clients of the appliance discounters, and we recommend you become one as well. They have five different St. Louis area locations to serve you. The sponsor of our 7 o'clock hour, it's the appliance discounters online at theappliancediscounters.com. That's theappliancediscounters.com to work with the great John and Denise Bradley. Text in 314-881-TMA5. That's Engineer Design Facilities. Text inbox 314-881-TMA5. Engineer Design Facilities is online at edf-rg.com. If you have visibility to your company or place of businesses, commercial fire alarm panel and system, please email them at fire at edf-rg.com, and they will have a technician come out and provide a free evaluation of your system and offer the most competitive contract pricing in the market. You can also check them out anytime at edf-rg.com, the official commercial fire alarm services and solutions provider of TMA. EDF's fire division is now testing, inspecting, and maintaining the fire system on all commercial kitchen and restaurant hoods. It's engineered design facilities online at edf-rg.com. Doug, the doggies are undefeated. And that means that Joey Zanaboni has not called a losing game. Here is one of his calls, making it two to nothing. Take a listen, if you would. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Go ahead and hit the lever, Plowsy. Okay, Plowsy, go ahead and hit the lever. Out of the middle, Zhao Klaus looking to go toward the box, bursting through. Klaus still with the oh! five foot, oh, baby! <laughs> Zhao Klaus! In a second-hand RV! <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. I like that one. Interesting. Ew. Interesting. You didn't care for it, Plowsy? It was all right, yeah. I thought it was okay. Getting a little better as he goes. Now we have calls from the ambush game? Oh, yeah, these are strong, too. And this is from this weekend? Yeah. He's doing both. He's double-fisting? Double-fisting. Oh. You get a little Matt Rocchio cameo in this one, too. Oh, wonderful. Oh, wow. A strong suit against a set defense like this. Briggs has <laughs> Now that one I couldn't tell what happened. <laughs> I, I assume he scored. Pumping gas like a flatulent shell station employee. <laughs> Back to Frenchy. The Opsy, Thomas, the Opsy, Tip, Thomas! 
Yes, sec. There's. He's letting it breathe, but there's one more thing at the end. <laughs> I'm getting that at the end for sure, bro. Uh, you certainly Brian Hench is not happy. He says these are so effing stupid. He pauses after the play, not to let the moment breathe because he used to cycle through the note cards and find a stupid quip to spit out. His voice is grating and his one-liners are aggressively unfunny. Doug, that's from our show's ombudsman, Brian Hench, and he also covers the Pacers. Mm. I don't mind it. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Especially in the in the outdoor sport, that sometimes, uh, you know, half hours go by without any real excitement happening. The best soccer city in America. There it is. <laughs> <I'm with you. laughs> Man, that's gonna be a good one to play. BFs. That's what we have. Oof. The beef. The beefs. <laughs> Downtown was a friggin' zoo Saturday. Yeah. Dogs, battle hawks, and a concert at Enterprise. Pony. That's from the Veiled Prophet. J- uh, Jackson, who was playing at Enterprise? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. We drove by the back area of the Enterprise Center, and there were some massive um, RVs, and it looked like a big deal. It didn't look like your your mom and mom and pop band there. I don't know who was. Pop bands at Enterprise. I mean, it looked like there was. Yeah, it was rocking. Downtown was nuts. Maybe it was was a cure. No, wasn't a cure. A late. Uh, Buddha says it was a gentleman named Tony Keith. I'm familiar with Tony Keith. I'm not familiar with Tony. Okay, he's corrected. It was Toby Keith. Toby oh, Keith. Wow. Okay. okay. I mean, it was. What's the Venn diagram on dogs fans and Toby Keith fans? Anybody have that Venn diagram? Oh, a lot of people sold their dog ticket for Toby Keith. <laughs> yeah, I think. Is that right? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know much of Toby. I Keith think you either. can just basically draw two different circles and separate them by a large amount of space. Yeah. Rocchio not playing a tuba in the background is a big miss. That's from Flip Wilson. It is. When they score, he should pull out the tuba and just start <laughs> doing a little oom-pa-pa beat. <laughs> to underscore his right. call. Wouldn't that be an interesting uh, <laughs> twist on that? Yeah, give it a little bass. I'd love that. <laughs> a little tempo. Yeah. <laughs> she just do it. Uh, Henshin is so jealous of Zanaboni. No one wants to read his articles about high school girls' sports. That's from the Hunchback of On Castle. Mm. Ooh, Picking wow. a fight with Brian Henshin. We've got a new rivalry any. developing in EDF Text Inbox. Oh, I don't like that. I'm a big Brian Henshin fan. You know, some people like some things, Doug. And some people don't and like then, other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can use Guys, the lot. city fan pin was a light. I don't know what that means, a light, with fans' complaints about the bad chance on the south end of City Park. Are the, is this like the Mason-Dixon line? The south end <laughs> is up against the north end at City Park? It's like the south and north end of Manchester. I don't know. Yeah, it is. We can never really have nice things here because we're just going to complain about them, but I'm sure <laughs> somebody had a point, and they're trying to make it. Good for them. Well... Now, especially since they got this winning streak going, you can't help but watch, right? You can't help but look forward to every game and watch it. See how long it goes. Apparently, the Enterprise Center was Toby Mack, not Toby Keith. Who? Who? (laughs) Who's Toby Mack? He's a Christian music singer and rapper. I guess he's a Christian rapper. He's 58 years old. My Venn diagram theory still holds true. Holds even stronger. Uh, (laughs) He's 58 years young, Doug. Is he? Yeah. And he's a rapper? Well, it says here. Christian rapper. Yeah. Correct. That would seem to be a... a remember Striper? Uh, they were a Christian rock band. Anybody remember Striper, Doug? They would no. wear black and yellow. I don't. Oh, Plowhawk, see if you can find any Striper in that uh, YouTube catalog. They were popular. Was that 88? I don't know the years, Dodgers, Tim. Dodgers beat the A's. Huge upset. Um, Tim, we need Jackson audio from the meltdown against Princeton. That's from the 314. Jackson, I noticed you didn't submit any of the audio nah. from your live stream. No. You wanted, to, you wanted to keep that compartmentalized? Yeah, I'd rather not relive it. I mean, it's it was really fun against Utah State because things went well. And then when things were going side, I, I like tried to control myself best I could on the live stream. Like, I wasn't holding back per se, but, like, I felt really embarrassed after I... Fired my water bottle across the room, and so I, that was that was done 100% organically. Yeah, like it was like I. That yeah. was not like okay, let me spice this thing up and and play Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless games. No, I wish I didn't do it. Like I, I seriously, ah, I, I really wish I didn't do it because I look like a weirdo. But like, 
I, I couldn't help. It was so frustrating because every time they missed a three, they would get the offensive rebound, and it would really piss me off. Like that pissed me off more than anything. And so, yeah, I was very, I was super upset. I was in such a good mood on Saturday the entire day. Then it was taken right away from you. Oh, just complete polar opposite to start the day then and end the day. I have to say, I've never been so passionate about a sports team, any team at all, that I would throw a water bottle across the across the house if something went. Even wrong. when you were 24, Doug. No. Or let's say 18, maybe. No, never. Mm-mm. I maybe think if I, I was probably, playing. I don't know about throwing <laughs> something, but yeah, Car- Cardinals in the early 2000s. That's why I was so sympathetic or I, I was I wanted Missouri to win more for Jackson than for me as a Missouri fan because he loves the Tigers so much and mm-hmm. I felt terribly and I don't know if we texted before the game Jackson I don't know who I was I know I, I said it to, to my wife as we uh, had uh, gotten food and we were driving back to our house on Saturday night I said if I had to oh I know I was texting with a buddy of mine who's a big gambler and he goes God the sharps are all over Princeton I go I'd be all over Princeton too but I I'm not going to bet it because I don't want to be pulling for Princeton but it just struck me and we talked about it on Friday morning although I don't know if you guys could hear me because I was on the phone that I thought it was the worst possible matchup for Missouri from the realm of the low seed teams because Princeton is going to slow the game down, which is why I was high on Princeton getting 15 points against Arizona. Did we text about that, Jackson? Or we talk about it? I don't know what that. I feel like we talked about it on the show. We talked about on balloon party. Yeah, we talked on the show saying that you like the uh, Princeton uh, getting 15 points against Zona, but you're absolutely right. Like Princeton controlled the tempo, and that was the difference. If they but the, but the thing is, it's a perception thing. If Missouri would have lost like that to Arizona, you don't have this, you know, take Smith drive-by thing of a guy who hasn't paid attention all year, right. you know, going, oh, I don't know about Dennis Gates because they lost to Princeton. If they lost to Arizona like that, I'd be like, oh, all right, they got to the SEC semifinals, they won 25 games, and they won their first NCAA tournament game with a bunch of mid-major transfers and a handful of carryover players. But because it was Princeton, and for whatever reason, Missouri as a seven seed was perceived to be this monster advantage like it was the Norfolk State game. They were a two seed against Norfolk State. Right. Princeton was a 15, Missouri was a seven seed, and they were only a six-point favorite. But I guess it's because it was Princeton that it was perceived as, oh, Missouri absolutely blew this. But I just... I just don't see it that way. They got outplayed. I think if they played 10 times, Missouri probably wins six or seven of them. Mm -hmm. But that's still 30 or 40% of the time you lose. And so I just don't see it as devastating as as perhaps some uh, Missouri fans do just because Missouri was a, was a seven seed. I just don't, I don't see, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, this is a totally different deal to me than Norfolk State when they lost to a 15 seed. hundred percent. I mean, the team that, well, yeah, lost to Norfolk State was a 30-win team, won the Big 12 tournament. Just, you know, the game prior, they won the Big 12 tournament, and they were on paper just a much better team. This team currently is, like you said, a bunch of mid-major guys and Kobe Brown. Like, that's who the team is. The one thing that, I guess, frustrates me going forward, because I'm very excited for the future, but it's rare to get a team with this much senior leadership. Like, there's a a lot of value to having guys who have played a lot of college basketball. There's six guys on this current team that have more than 1,000 points in their college careers. And, you know, going forward with the transfer portal, maybe that can be kind of similar going forward. But the way this team was assembled was a team that, given the path that they had, could do something. And so that's what I guess would frustrate me. But it's totally different than the Norfolk State game. I agree with that, Tim. Well, the way basketball is played in coach now, if you hit the threes, you're probably going to win. If you don't hit them, you're probably going to lose. And they didn't and, hit him. And Mizzou didn't hit much of anything till right to the end when Kobe Brown got hot when it was too late. Right. Right. Him and Golston got hot towards the end. But they, yeah. right, you're exactly right. Too little and too late. And and if you can't rebound, the other team's hitting threes, then it's going to be rare that you're going to win. Yeah. Very rare. The three so, the, so, what, so their autopsy was exactly what you would have thought the autopsy would be whenever they would lose. Yeah. And that is they got out-rebounded and they didn't hit their threes. And and there you go. The difference was it was against an Ivy League team, and so therefore the perception is that take what you, you, you don't give credit to the other team because that's what you do when you're the local team and you lose. You you know, you, that's just part of the deal. Uh, I would imagine if there is God help you, by the way, I would assume there's some kind of government assistance program if you're doing sports talk radio for Utah State. But whoever, you know, analyzed Utah State losing to Missouri, I doubt they gave Missouri credit. I'm sure they blamed themselves for the loss. That's just the way 
that it, it works. But in this case, you, you ran up against a team that, you know, isn't great. I mean, they had to win the Ivy League Conference Tournament to get in. They right. were a 15 seed, but they just got hot. And that's just the way that it that it worked. And Missouri was always leveraged by the three. Uh, the one, and another thing is Kobe Brown in foul trouble. He should have been called for a foul for over the back within the first minute. He wasn't. And then he got called uh, within, I think, a minute 14, I think, was when he was called. And, you know, I realize he wasn't an offensive power. But uh, on Saturday night in particular, uh, of course, throughout the course of the year, he was. But uh, that game was called in a way that um, you would think would have been advantageous to Missouri. But I think Kobe Brown's ineffectiveness inside was in part because the referees just were not calling fouls. Yeah. And that, that again, that works both ways. I want to make that crystal clear. That works both ways. I am not sitting here blaming officials in any way, but uh, Missouri couldn't do anything inside. And so because they couldn't stop Princeton inside, they then switched to the zone, and then Princeton gets hot. It was a bench player that hit five threes in the second half? Yeah, Blake right, Peters or whatever. Yeah, he yeah. was. He, he His grandparents average. went to Missouri, and yeah. he came out and hit five threes against Missouri. I mean, those things, those are outliers. But when you're playing 40 minutes to determine what a season's value is, those are the kinds of things that can happen. And it, uh, you know, it, 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 it depends on what your, what your side of it is. I'm sure Fairleigh Dickinson thinks the NCAA tournament's the greatest thing in the world. And I would imagine plenty of people in a wide variety of blue bloods who are going home. And when you have Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, all, Arizona, uh, yeah. Arizona, yeah. all not all not around for the Sweet 16, would say, "Well, this this whole thing sucks." But this is the nature of the beast, right? But yeah. overall, I mean, I'll take this Missouri season, especially relative to where the expectations were. The expectations just got much higher after Princeton beat Arizona. Yes, and, correct. Totally agree. And that's what that's what changed the mindset. Yeah, still a super fun season. Like you can't look back at the season and say like, man, they missed a lot of things. Like no, they played pretty much as high as their ceiling could have gotten, based on preseason expectations for the brand new coach. And you got to be excited for the future. If uh, you know if Gates, if if this was uh, an indication of what you're going to get with Gates, there's a lot to look forward to in the future. Even though they beat Mizzou, I guess I just assume see Princeton win the whole thing now as anyone. No. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great entertainment. Who are you pulling for, Jackson? UCLA. Oh, really? Yeah. UCLA over, over a school like Princeton? Absolutely. I, li- I like UCLA. I like this whole build of this team. I like Mick Cronin. And, uh, I no, why see- did you say Mick it like Cronin. that? Why did you jump Mick into Cronin. the microphone when you said Mick Cronin? <laughs> I just love it. It's a great name. And uh, I like Mick Cronin a lot, and I like the UCLA team. They've gotten close a couple times. I, I root for the Bruins. They've gotten close more than a couple times. I used to win every year. <laughs> I'm talking about this team. Yes, I'm aware of what John Wooden did with the UCLA Bruins okay. back in the day. But I'm saying that this team has gotten close uh, with this kind of group, and I want to see them complete it. I like Jaime Hawkes, I like Tiger Campbell, and I want to see them do it. But you really like Mick Cronin. Mick, <laughs> Mick Cronin. Yeah, I want the I Aztecs. I want San Diego State. Yeah, West Coast. Doug, the, the, Doug our, our production staff is passionate about the West Coast and their basketball team. Listen, well, the, because nobody from the Midwest is in it. The entire Big Ten and gotten shipped outside what, of Michigan what, State. Tommy Izzo, Michigan State. Oh, hell no, dude. Screw Tommy Izzo. Tommy oh. Bizzo. <laughs> Take what about that Michigan Kansas State? State? And, what oh. about the topless Eric Musselman? Oh, God, there's teams I do. Is that a look at me team. move when you take your shirt off? I'd in say front of the yes. Fans? Yeah, he's the biggest douche. Like he, <laughs> I can't wait to see him lose by 30, dude. I can't I like wait. Eric Musselman, but the shirt off thing is a little strange to me. Yeah, not a lot of coaches would have done that. <laughs> you see, ever see John Wooden take his shirt off? I don't remember. Yeah, I was a kid at the time, but I don't, I don't remember it happening. Which coach would you like to see topless the most? I think that's the. That's a great question. 314 881 5 Rick Majerus, if he was still with mm. us. Uh, I, 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 it's really a question <laughs> I've not contemplated at all. I'm going to need 48 hours to think about Jim that. Laranaga? Ooh. Jimmy Laranaga. <laughs> I, I, I just don't have Huggy a really Bear? good answer for you. <laughs> I'll keep looking because at it's such a do. bizarre question. <laughs> which, which coach still in the tournament do you most want to see topless? That's the question. <laughs> well, Eric Musselman set the precedent. Okay. Yeah, he also knocked the camera out of some kid's hand, too. He's a douche canoe, man. I oh, hope they lose. Mm. Wait till they Wasn't lose. that an assistant, not him? Did yeah, you anger or by I accident? I guess that might have been the assistant. Was it by accident or anger? I don't know. It looked like his hand. The video almost looked like it was muscle men, but it could have been different. 
I don't know why you take off a shirt though in any scenario. Especially, I don't know. I wouldn't as a player. I guess or you're a just coach. so so darn happy that you just do anything in the moment. Brandy Chastain, she did it and she deserved it. Nobody else can top that one. No. Doug, Gene Katie is the answer. Thanks. That's from the 830 Recreator. You'd like to see Gene Katie take his top Best off? comb over in the history of college hoops. <laughs> he was able to take three hairs and make it last yeah. the entire top of his head. And by judging his expression, he looked like the most bitter, angry, mean guy. And in person, he just couldn't have been any nicer. Oh, wow. Look at that comb over. That's yeah. unbelievable. And that old Purdue Andy. Stadium. <laughs> it's like Homer Simpson level. Before they did upgrades, it was like a dark hovel. You could barely see when you're walking on TV and you just see Gene and his comb over. Oh, was, yeah, he's my idol. Oh, he was great. It's like he painted the I didn't on. know this. Uh, Doug, I don't know if you uh, remember this. Jackson, maybe you do. Kim Anderson got fully naked after a win in the play-in game of the SEC tournament. That's yeah. from Larry Thornton. <laughs> now, that would be something to see. What? Some if, six foot ten inch guy completely naked, I think, jumping around the court after a win. I think the most surprising thing of that scenario is Kim Anderson taking Missouri to a win more so oh. than getting completely naked. Yeah, keep right. it up! Oh come on! No, I wound still no. for Trust me, bad. the Kim Anderson era is couldn't have been a nicer. Very good though. player and super coach at the Division Two level. He killed it at the Division. He wanted some discipline, and apparently that's not a thing anymore in Division One <laughs> college basketball. <laughs> no. Jackson, Tyus Sedney mean anything to you, you turncoat? And by the way, the answer to the question of which coach you want to see topless is John Chaney. That comes from Felix Jose's Dirty Boy Panties. He's, he's no longer with us. Wow, what a text name. Um, no, I'm aware of Tyus Sedney, but like I started watching Mizzou hoops in like 06, 07. So like that's like, I, I don't know. Doesn't The Tyus Sedney thing doesn't, you know choke me out like a Norfolk State thing did or like he didn't take off his shirt though did he whomst Tyus Edley and Tyus Edley Tyus I don't Ed- think so don't say whomst to me <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be correct but uh I don't think he did no I don't think he did I don't think he did there's soccer that. players take off their shirts sometimes sure I think it's a yellow card though if you do it football players used to take off their helmets also uh, that's a penalty that's a penalty no. yeah our, our, Jackson's uh, allegiance to UCLA was obvious when he chose the yellow diaper in Jamaica. That's from the Dogtown Astro. Mm. Yeah, they have great uniforms at UCLA. So classic. Um, Tyler O'Neill had his shirt ripped off by the other car. No, yeah. Yeah. Nick Punto used to rip a lot of shirts up. Yeah. Uh, she was the shredder. shredder. Yeah. That's what he was. Yeah. Uh, Doug Ryan Kelly is the home loan expert, though. He's online at thehomeloanexpert.com, thehomeloanexpert.com. Jack. Yeah. You get a refinance with him, he may rip his shirt off and dance around the office a little bit. He'd like to. <laughs> with inflation here, people are taking on more debt than ever. If you're a homeowner, leverage your equity. Put that equity in your home to work for you. With a simple cash-out refinance, you'll be glad you did if you're carrying a lot of credit card rate the, uh, debt. The average credit card interest rate right now is over 24%. That is obscene. My goodness. It's the highest it's been in over 30 wow, years. is that right? With inflation, people are carrying more debt than ever right now. Put that equity in your home to work for you with a simple cash-out refinance. The average home loan expert client receives over $54,000 cash-out on their refinance. Hopefully, if you get something like that, you can pay off that credit card debt and be done paying 24% interest. If you're thinking of buying a home this year, the process not as complicated as you think with the Home Loan Expert. They make the pre-approval process very easy. Get pre-approved today, the day you call in, and it also provide a lower rate with a 10-day closing guarantee. Ryan Kelly and his fabulous team can make it work for you. They're at thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly, title sponsor of this presentation now for a decade. This sponsor just got on board two weeks ago. It's Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis's exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens. Golf Digest Best in Golf and start improving your game today when you call 314-834-2339 or visit clubhouseturf.com. Driving the ball 300 yards is cool and impresses your buddies. But scoring amounts to getting the ball in the hole. How many times have you hit a great drive only to miss the green, skull a chip, and three-putt your way to a double bogey? While tour players get up and down two-thirds of the time, scratch golfers still only get up and down around half the time. Thus, the best way to lower your scores is to improve your short game. And that is why tour players like world number one John Rahm and Max Homa have installed celebrity greens in their backyards. Anyone can put down fake turf and call it a putting green, but if you want a golf green that putts true and gives you real grass performance when practicing chips, pitches, and bunker shots, the only company to call is Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis's exclusive partner 
of Celebrity Greens. Each clubhouse turf signature green is unique in design, whether creating a replica hole like the 12th at Augusta or the 2nd at Belle Reve. Clubhouse turf can create your own backyard golf experience that your family and friends will enjoy for years to come. Call Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis's exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens. Golf Digest, best in golf, and start improving your game today. 314-834-2339 or visit clubhouseturf.com and let them know TMA sent you their way. Also, Andrea's, that Andrea's barbecue sauce, that Andrea's steak sauce, and of course, Andrea's restaurant. Check it out and enjoy it all. You can get that barbecue sauce and you can get that steak sauce by going to andreas.com. You can see their menu at andreas.com slash menu. And coming up in just a little more than a month now, Kentucky Derby Social at Andrea's. It's Saturday, May 6th at 4.30 p.m., and you can dress in the dress code of traditional Kentucky Derby attire. Purchase tickets at andreas.com. They will have the Bourbon and Blondes podcasters, uh, Cigar Roller, Lit Cigar Lounge, live entertainment inside and outside. It is the Kentucky Derby Social, Saturday, May 6th at Andrea's. Anybody watch the World Baseball Classic where the St. Louis Cardinals are present as the United States heads to the final after defeating Cuba? I saw a bit of it, yeah. Saw Goldschmidt hit another home run. Trey Turner hit two more. Yeah. He's got to be the best ninth hitter in the history of baseball. <laughs> Arenado hit triple. And got hit by a pitch in the hand. X-ray's negative on that, thanks. That's right. Jose Altuve out for an indefinite amount of period. Got yeah, hit, broke his thumb. Yeah. He's out 10 weeks. I Edwin Diaz out, the, what, the whole year? Yeah. yeah. Celebration. But as, as Lance Lynn said, these things happen in regular spring training games, too. Right. Every year, somebody gets hurt in spring training. Maybe not celebrating like Edwin Diaz, but yeah. guys get hit by pitches and things. The Cardinals played a huge role in the win yesterday with Wayne Wright and Michaelis both yeah. going four innings. Yep. Each allowing a run. Yeah. Yeah. Who do they play now in the finals? Puerto Rico? They play Puerto Yachty. Rico, uh, I think I maybe thought, they play is, Yachty. Is it Puerto or... Rico? There's no way to know. So we, we're just left to speculate. That's correct. We will look that up after the okay. show today. <laughs> and we will have that for you tomorrow in the 7 o'clock hour presented by Munganest. Uh, okay. I'm looking. I'm looking. All right. Look, look. Fine, fine. Ba, 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 uh, they ba, play. Ba. Oh, no. No. See, there's no way to know. Told you, Doug. You couldn't find it out. I'm going to keep looking. Okay. Uh, I got TBD versus TBD. I got Mexico versus Japan tonight at 7 or 6. Um. Yeah, there. That's what we needed. <laughs> I had to get it loaded up a little bit. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. There's no easy schedule to find here on ESPN. So I guess the winner of Japan and Mexico will play the United States of America on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, right, Mexico and Japan. Yeah. And Japan's got some 19- or 20-year-old pitcher who's throwing over 100 miles an hour, striking everybody out. Mm. Supposed to be the best pitcher in the world. <laughs> Who perhaps. is it? Japan has Yeah, it? yeah. Man, what Randy Arozarena is doing is he's killing it. He turned the cover off the ball, playing great defense, yeah. if you have noticed. Did you read the story about why he's playing for Mexico? You know, he's from, oh, no. he's from Cuba, and Cuba wouldn't let him when he was— playing down there, Cuba would not let him travel with the team because they thought he would you know, run away from Cuba. As soon as they got out of the country, they thought he would defect. So they ne- he never got to play for the Cuban national team for that reason. So eventually, they got on a boat and they went to Mexico, he and his family, to Mexico. Mexico allowed him in. And so now he's paying them back by saying he wants Mexican citizenship. And it, his request for Mexican citizenship went all the way to the president of Mexico. He said, okay, you got it. So he said, okay, I'll play for you in the World Baseball Classic. And he's Pretty killing cool. it. Yeah. If only he wouldn't have made that Instagram video. We'd have a nice outfit. We'd still have it. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Paul Hawk, you speak the truth on that. And I, I, I just, you really I, do. Yeah, the Schilt thing, too. It should be Schilt and the Rosarena should still be. And it, I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah. I, I'm glad well, to see Schilt was the one who was pissed off about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. And I, I know. You can see why he would be. <laughs> right. Talk about violating unwritten rule. <laughs> But he was young at the time, right? Young-ish, 22, oh, yeah. 23, yeah. maybe. Well, they got Matthew Levitor for him, who looked great on Saturday. Well, he did well, start he out. He on Saturday. Yeah, he went the 11th overall prospect when we got him, and now he's the 60th or 70th. <laughs> I don't so, know. I mean, it's, it's trending. Here in a couple years, 
We're going to DFA him. So okay, I'm not excited go. about the opportunity to see him win a World Series as a middle reliever for any West Coast team. Oh, he's only 22. He's still in an age when a lot of them are still in the minor leagues, kicking around. I mean, he looked like Steve Carlton Saturday. He's also a big, tall guy, and usually it takes big, tall people a little bit longer, a little more maturity before they've got it all together. I don't think Randy Johnson hit his stride to 30. Well, I don't. I don't think he was twenty or twenty one. I'm, I'm kidding, Doug. But it is not. I, he looked great, but you're not sold I, on him. He's a five ERA, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't see him very eager to get him into the rotation. Well, I, he won't start the year in the rotation. What about no. the movement? What about the movement on the pitches? Oh yeah, downhill playing. Downward, Might be a yeah, lot of walking with that downhill does playing. Have that, yeah. <laughs> hmm. yeah, great prospect. Oh, you're not sold at all. <laughs> Uh, Doug, dear Deidre, I don't want to keep lying to my partner, but she knows something isn't right. I know I need to leave after cheating on her night out. I'm 41 and my partner is 39. We've been together for 12 years and have two boys, aged 9, 7. Aged. <laughs> I don't love her and no longer find her attractive. We have nothing in common. I don't mind this. It sounds like things are solid. <laughs> I was invited to my mate's 40th birthday party a month ago. My partner was invited too, but one of our sons was ill, so she couldn't make it. My partner insisted I went alone. I chatted just about everyone, but there was one woman who I just seemed to have a connection with. We were flirting a lot, and at the end of the night, she invited me back to her flat. We ended up having incredible sex, (laughs) which made me realize what is lacking in my relationship. Uh, Deidre has an answer. You're not the first couple to experience this, nor the last. Perhaps you've drifted apart due to the children, work, or life itself. Do you carve out time for regular date nights or sexual intimacy? Some counseling sessions might be a good idea to start with. At least for the sake of your children, find support via Tavistock relationships. (laughs) Cut, copy, and paste, man. There is not much of a a variance between the advice Deidre gives. I mean, it's there's basically a, a blanket like statement that she gives almost every time. Well, I, there's a big step between my partner said go to the party alone, and then it was like almost instantly we were back at some flat having mm-hmm. sex with a woman. Why does it always have to be a flat? <laughs> does anyone have a house? Yeah, they I know. also leave out the part where they're probably paying for these couples, or it actually never it happened. There you go. <laughs> this never happened. I mean, and none of this ever happened. But if you're a straight woman, or at least what you think you're straight, and you go to a party. Like, how much game does this woman have to give you for you to go back to her flat and then have sex with her? Like, I thought I just, this was a man and a woman. No, it was with another woman. Oh. I Am thought I, this was a guy who left his wife to go to a party. I thought it was And a met woman. another woman there. I, thought, I think it's a guy. Is it? I thought it was a woman. I perceived it as a woman. Oh, two dudes? No, no. it's a guy and a girl. <laughs> His oh. wife stayed home to a... take care of the sick child. He went to the party anyway. While he was at the say. party, he met a girl. I the hu- oh, okay. Then Dude I picked up, up another dude. Is hey, none of it happened. Unicorn. <laughs> oh, I messed up. I completely misread it. All right. That's the well, only reason I sent it, because I thought it was about lesbianism. Damn it. All right. <laughs> it was just your standard, Doug, it was your standard heterosexual 40th birthday hookup. Seemed like it to me. Is that the age? He was 40. Is that when people start having affairs? I, don't, I guess that could happen anytime, obviously, but um, I just wonder if that would be the peak time. I don't know. I, I don't peak know time peak for time. affairs. Text in 314-881-TMA5. Uh, I, I thought I've read that between the, the, not ages, but the years of marriage between five and seven, and I don't really know why that yeah, would be. Yeah, they call it the seven-year itch for a long time. Oh, was, there you go. That was the, the uh, most frequent time when people got divorced is after seven years of marriage. Hmm. And that's because they wanted to find a hairier hole? No, <laughs> no. I think it's probably because the wife had had a couple kids already and they were settled into married life and they were no longer the young swinging couple that did whatever they wanted to do and people got disinterested, I guess. So that's when they turned to hot wifing? Could be. <laughs> yeah, Could that's be. Hot, that is a hot wife scenario. Mm-hmm. But that's what I was thinking is like, I guess... That those who swing probably are, are are in better shape, at least from a sexual desire standpoint, than other married couples. But you know, everything works differently for everybody. Like, some people don't like the idea of non-monogamy. Some people do like it. 
Um, some people like some things. <laughs> some people don't like other things. Right. That works for almost every situation that comes up. It's really great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think some people... You do. can't go wrong with it. <laughs> it never loses. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I, if you want to go out and bang and bang, just call it like, like it is. Again, we're all going to go back to the city red jersey. Could call it pink. And so when you say I don't <laughs> this believe goes back to city red, he also just rolled up his sleeves because he's really about to get. So it dates into back a full four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you say you're, you're oh I'm not into and I just say you wanting to bang a bunch of chicks or dudes, and that's fine. But like, don't give me a this well, diatribe, this long reason why you know don't believe in monogamy. No man, we're supposed to lay our seed. Do it's like shut lay up, our seed. Like, <laughs> like stop acting like you're you know Aristotle over here. You just want to have sex. Totally got to do with it. The philosopher? <laughs> nah, don't give me a bunch of mumbo jumbo about why, you know, I, I think I just I just want to spread my wings and give my love <laughs> to everybody. It's like, stop, hippie dude. You're just really just oh. wanting to have sex and trying to make yeah. it sound like you're not a whore. Both sure. male and female, but do what you want. Yeah, well, like care. a boy whore. Yeah. yeah, just call it like you see it and don't act like you're this sophisticated, like, you know, have a master's and wrote a thesis about why monogamy is stupid. Like, just... Yeah. Say you're horny and But you most like people, to go if they're married, aren't aren't willing to let the other partner do whatever they want. Well that's why if you don't believe in monogamy, don't get married, douches, man. That's why the <laughs> oh. divorce rate type. <laughs> God almighty. Wow. I've got a bunch of simps just walking down the aisle knowing they don't want to do it, but it's like, come on. So if you don't like monogamy, do your thing, but don't Marriage drag is for, a whole just for a party bunch of simps. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson, can we get that T-shirt? Marriage is for simps. I think there'd be a lot of listeners that would buy up that shirt. Yeah. It would be very popular in the incel community. <laughs> you definitely make it in city red. Uh, hello, swinging. Did I hear my bat signal? That's from Mr. Smith. Oh, hello, Brian sweetie. Henshin said when writing Romeo and Juliet, Aristotle famously left an author's note that read, "Lay thy seed wherever you want." That's from Brian Henschen. He is uh, the show's ombudsman. Yeah. Look out, Plowsy is spitting words, all of the words in random order. That's from Vince Vaughn's Entrails. Mm. Aristotle didn't write Romeo and Juliet. No. I think he did. Shakespeare. Right. It was a ghost Years writer. later. <laughs> yeah. But it was a good reference point by Plowsy. Right. Uh, Michelob Ultra, sponsor of our studios. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. The sponsor of the Jennings Randolph Jr. Fan Page Club Championship coming your way with the first round on April 30th at Gateway National. And the Dotem and uh, Hubbard Radio will have an announcement on the Dotem coming up here in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned for more knowledge on that. Don't forget... Uh, you can get involved in the program by texting in 314-881-TMA5 or by emailing in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. We will have the Colonel joining us at 9 o'clock, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Gabe Yarman talking about the season that was and the loss to Princeton on Saturday night. Jackson will tell us now about his pant. Oh, Muggsy pant. You know, mm. a- after that Mizzou loss... Just really downtrodden, just not feeling good. Uh, was in, in a bad way, but I slipped on my mugsies on the way out the door to get some dinner with some friends. Did you? And you know what? I just felt better. I did. I did. It, it, putting those pants on, I was like, at least I got. I don't have to worry about my trousers. Well, what were you wearing before? The sweatpants, but I and I was comfortable. But going out, you know, you don't want to wear sweatpants all the no, time when you're no. going out. And so, like, but I put these mugsies on. I'm like, man, I am comfortable and I look great. This will this will kind of mask the distraught feeling I have. I would think so. And that's what Muggsies do for you, man. It's just when you put them on, you're like, man, I know I look good and I know I feel great. This is exactly what I want out of a pant. I mean, what can, more can you ask for out of some trousers? Very little. Than comfort uh, and style. And that's what they deliver. Mm-hmm. But it's not just jeans. It's not just bottoms. Of course, they got the world-famous jeans. Don't say the, bottoms. <laughs> Men don't say, boy, those are nice-looking bottoms. Right. Well, the bottoms that they have, the chinos, the joggers, the jeans— all world class, super comfortable. They move and groove with you, yeah. give you airflow down below. But they also have great tops, oh, jackets, flannels, cashmere. <laughs> These are just staples that you need they in your tops. closet, Doug. I see a sweater on you right now. Muggsy can make you a sweater. I see a pair Doug, of jeans. Nice on top. You. <laughs> I see your bottoms. I see <laughs> the jeans. They look great. But Muggsy's gives you all of that. So stuff you need in your closet all the time, Muggsy can do for you. So head to muggsy.com right now. Shop their tops and their bottoms. 
and use the promo code TMA for 10% off your entire order with free shipping and free returns. Again, that's Muggsy.com, promo code TMA for 10% off your entire order. Free your balls once and for all and experience life-changing comfort with Muggsy. There it is. VIP Auto Accessories, your one-stop full-service shop for all your auto accessory needs. They do van and truck upfitting for commercial fleet vehicles. Work with the great Tommy Sabulka and VIP Auto Accessories online at VIPAutoAccessories.com. Even though it's March, remote starting season is still going on. And really, when it warms up, that's when I love uh, remote start even more. You can get that set up so your car is not hotter than the fires of hell during the summer or colder than the darkest winter day during the cold months. And VIP Auto Accessories can do that for you. Call Tommy directly, 314-428-3900. You can email him at tommy.cibulka at VIPAutoAccessories.com. VIP offers quality and the ability to get it all done at one place. That's the key. They are a full-service operation, a one-stop shop. They take the vehicle from point A to point Z. VIP saves you time and hassle. It's quicker to deal with VIP than two to three vendors with multiple locations. Call Tommy at 314-428-3900 or email him at tommy.cibulkaa. Tommy.cibulka at vipautoaccessories.com. Email us an hour from now for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email today. That will take place an hour from now. The morning after at insidestl.com. The morning after at insidestl.com is where you can send your emails. We're in the appliance discounters, 8 o'clock hour here on the Ryan Kelly morning after. Apply to be the TMA Listener of the Month at tmastl.com. It's Milagro Tequila's TMA Listener of the Month. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro. It's Milagro Tequila, the listener of the month. Uh, text Fast Furious. Plowsy's takes are solid a vast majority of the time. The problem is that they're spot on about 75% into the take only to veer into oncoming traffic because he cannot stop. Mm. It's like he's driving a hot take mobile <laughs> and is cruising along only to discover someone cut the brake line. That's from Arbor Day. Solid take and well, probably really accurate. Might be some truth to it. Yeah, I like the, I like the text. But right. people love the text. <laughs> Marriages sure. for simps. <laughs> I don't know if I said that. I think Doug moved that route, which I'm fine with. I like the shirt. I yeah. like the name. I don't know if I actually said that. Where's Buck Swope on the audio? Uh, Mr. Smith says we don't push our lifestyle on anybody. I am a hippie, but there's a decorum on how to act as a swinger. We just like banging other people. It keeps the home fires hot. That's from Mr. Oh. Smith. Yeah, I mean, as long as you communicate. But you're not doing it at home. How could it keep the home fires hot? It seems mm. like it keeps the fires hot in other people's homes. You can do it. You can If you host the party... Host a little key party oh, action. Oh, I guess. Maybe I didn't mean, and I guess for him and his wife, the Smiths, they've been at it for a long time. They both have an agreement. My, my point was mainly towards the guys who consistently screw around and cheat on the wife, and their justification was, well, you know, I just don't believe in monogamy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, no. You, so if you're saying, if you're so you're saying that that's cheating then. Yeah, yeah, correct. I'm not, yeah, I'm not be, saying that'd people be a, not. That'd be a different deal. That's why I said specifically there are a lot of guys who feel that way but still choose to get married, and I find that ridiculous. And it, so if you want to, you know, bang other, you know, you chicks or in reverse bang other, uh, communicate with your partner and just don't get married and then just well, bang we around. Well, totally And then instead of apologizing, the then you're justifying it with, oh, well, I just, I, I don't really believe in monogamy. I don't, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't, don't try to justify your cheating and your, you know, whoring around because you just don't believe in monogamy. That, that, yeah. that to me is a cop out. That's a weak excuse. It's weak. It's weak. But, I, but with, I don't, the, with the Smiths, they've been open and honest since day one about it. And I think that's a completely different But I think side. when most people, when they get married, they aren't thinking they're going to cheat. They're so in love, they say, yeah, let's spend the rest of our lives together. And then maybe years down the road, gets, things get stale. I mean, I guess. I don't know how you change your I believe in monogamy to I don't believe in monogamy. When did that change in the marriage? I don't know. You ever? I, you think these key parties actually happen? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Doug, let's host a key party. So the idea know. is you take, you put key. your car keys in a bowl, and then they start drawing at random. And you wouldn't whoever, do that, would you? And whoever, well, that's, a, that's a high risk thing. That's what I'm sure saying. Is. I'll be real honest with you. I would feel terrible for whatever woman 
got my key. I really would. That's what that's that's my mindset going into the a, key party. It, it, Playboy it playmate off reu- region. Playboy <laughs> playmate reunion party or something before you take your chances, wouldn't you? Yeah, could you imagine walking in thinking you're a one seed, you're hot stuff, and then you draw the 16 seed yeah. in the room? Man, that'd be a tough. You draw Fairly Dickinson. Yeah, it's like all right, let's <laughs> let's pony up and go. I, I yeah. bet you go to Shaker Heights and just start shaking. Cleveland. Yeah, shaking your keys. Isn't Ooh. that like the swingers key party of America? I think it's just a town. I, <laughs> I thought the suburb of Cleveland. No, I thought Shaker Heights was like where all the key parties went. It's, just a, it's a wealthy suburb of Cleveland. I, I don't know. So in Northeast Ohio, that's the hottest bed of swingers? That's the only area I've known Shaker that's specifically Heights. known for key parties. Really? I'll look it up. Could well Shaker be the Heights case. Key parties. I might get a weird ad here coming soon. They're probably looking for more action than what the Cleveland <laughs> yeah, downtown A lot of money, a lot of downtime. And, yeah, you know, when heart. you have so much money, you tend to get bored and... You know, experience and, you know, that over time, you know, I'm on 50, 60 years from now, it just is ingrained with everybody in the community. And Shaker Heights is Swinger Haven? I, I, look, I could be wrong. I'm not going to put a 100% guarantee on it, but I, yeah. I believe that's what I've heard. Is there's a, a <laughs> okay. majority of the key parties in the United States. The majority. Most of them. Okay, maybe not more than 50%. Okay, I'm, that may be a little much. You can't but, go anywhere without meeting someone with a pineapple. <laughs> Uh, I, I uh, took- if you have been to a key party, 636-9004-TMA. If you would like to host all of us at your key party, 636-9004-TMA. Uh, we'll move you to the front of the line on the caller board. Uh, Jackson, what information have you been able to discover, sir? It took me right to Eventbrite, and I don't think that you're going to see many <laughs> key parties listed. Mm. I got, the, yeah, the... The Google search for Shaker Heights key parties did not uh, return a healthy yield of. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, they won't, don't want it to be known. Right. I'm so, saying I, I probably don't know. Found we, this we're gonna have to like web. find someone who lives in Shaker Heights, I guess, and actively swings. Wouldn't you think it's more likely that the center of that would be somewhere in L.A. where everybody's kind of wild and crazy? Uh, no, I think you're. It's too obvious. Oh. Well, it's so you got to go to Shaker Heights. It's not like a shameful thing to be a swinger. So, like, I feel like New York or L.A. would be like the answer there. Cle- out a suburb outside of Cleveland. <laughs> like, what, what, like saying Ledoux. Was yeah, so like I'm, what if you found out like Warrington was the capital, like the I'm, hotbed I'm capital I'm putting my foot down, and I think I'm going to stay with this take until I'm proven wrong. I don't mind the take. Right? I think it's I mean, a fine take. It's a hot take. It's a good take. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where the hell you got it, but I like the take. <laughs> I could see it in that area outside of, like, besides, like, Barnhart. Barnhart. I, I couldn't see Barnhart, that, like, those types of area being, like, Well, know, I don't think you'd beds. want to do it in a small town because you probably know everybody, and then the whole town would know your business. So probably the bigger the town, you're more likely to see random people that you've never seen before and never will see again. I would like to see the pineapple sales and Shaker Heights. <laughs> I think that may be because if you may <laughs> yeah, not be able keep to keep them in stock at Kroger. Look, my point is, if you may not be able to find the database from Key Party because obviously they keep those off the books. Yeah. Now, I don't know what grocery stores are in Shaker Heights, but maybe do you know some research on pineapple sales there when yeah. it's popular. You know, compare wild. that to maybe more of a Florida area. Because sure. I mean, if they're selling more pineapples in Florida, then you got yourself. A then you know situation. for sure that's definitive. I wouldn't proof. say again definitive <laughs> proof, but it's another another piece to the puzzle, yeah. in which I think I'm correct. I think that Shaker Heights area, everything is in Ohio. <laughs> you have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You got the you know the Football Hall of Fame. You have like what two NFL teams, a hockey team. You got. I mean, they, they have the and most that's why there's a- that's why there's so many swingers? <laughs> what I'm I don't see the correlation. People do not take stock in the amount of tourism and just the amount of things going on tourism. in the state of Ohio. Right. So, like, it's not just locals in Shaker Heights. You're talking maybe people have a vacation home there. Maybe You're tired of Ohio being in. overlooked. A vacation home in Shaker Heights, Ohio? Look, Ohio ain't Indiana, bro. Like, they got well, some well shakers in the business. And, you know, it's... It's like the Silicon Valley of the Rust Belt, right? Like, it is. <laughs> so yeah, I, well, I, don't I guess know, it I could be. See, yeah, it's I'm, a populated I'm, state. I'm, isn't Shaker Heights where Iggy saw Robert Plant? So maybe he's onto it something. There's always going to be an Iggy story. Well, yeah, so maybe you are onto something. <laughs> the lead singer of Led Zeppelin. Guys, entered Tunsis the driving cat territory with this one. <laughs> Deploy the airbags on this take. That's from Arbor Day. Uh, Tim, I live in Willoughby, Ohio. 
ear shaker and I can confirm Plowsy's out of control take <laughs> is out of control no. and not true. That's okay. from the Afton Altar Boy. I still don't, he's not in Shaker Heights. And again, I, I feel like you have you to You need be, a local. You have to be in the club. It's like being a part of like the Mason's Union. It's like, you of wouldn't course, know nobody has yeah, any yeah, idea what's going on there Mason's if you're Union. outside of it. Right. So. Let's go. I could just uh, see Mr. It. Smith says he'd be happy to call in and give us insight. We'll call in. Oh, okay. We just need one of the people in the studio to I'll stare turn, at the phone. I'll turn 80 degrees this way and get myself. Oh, I got a call. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe it's Smitty. <laughs> I would just think with all, the, with all the crazy parties in L.A. and the Hollywood scene that that, that would be more likely to be the place, if it would be the center 100%. of it all. I think New York or L.A. And they also have plenty of sports teams in New York or L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Why do you hate Ohio? I don't know. Transplants. I feel like they're kind of stuck up there in L.A. I feel like when you go through actual four seasons of weather, spring, summer, winter, fall, you're just grittier. You're just kind of <laughs> more open. Like, yeah, I, I just feel like when you live in L.A., the sunshine, 30 degrees, you're just always in a hurry. I just don't think people have time for key parties. In LA, they don't have time. <laughs> they got more than enough time in Shaker Heights, Ohio, baby. Which is surprising because, again, all the activities. Right. I think people really look at Ohio and they immediately go, oh, I'm just another state. Well, it? now it's probably true that kid, teenagers and young adults in small towns are probably maybe more sexually active than teenagers in big towns because there's not a whole lot else to do. And also, right? that's why mm. people in smaller towns use drugs at a yeah. quicker rate because there's you know nothing mm-hmm. to do. So I'm with you on that. I'm, yeah, but I, I still think my take is strong until somebody proved me otherwise. Yeah. All right. There you go. Pretty who's, hard. Uh, to do. Who's on the line to prove you otherwise? Oh, uh, we say caller Luke is on. No. Well, oh, that's a text saying caller Luke call in. Oh, it's God. Biff. Um, <laughs> oh, well, Biff might have some information. He's been around. I. We'll just take him. All right, if he, can stay, if he can just stay on topic. All right. And awake, too. Biff, no, he's Biff? awake. He just called. Biff? Biff? Uh, Biff? Hi, guys. Yes. What's the word today? Well, we're trying to figure out what would be the capital of swinging in the United States. Uh, Tallahassee, Florida. Why would you say that? <laughs> That's not a bad boy. There was an article in Playboy magazine back in the 80s, I think. Really? Well, that's 40 yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah, where would you think it'd be? Shaker Heights, Ohio. Shaker Heights, Ohio, sir. Yeah. It, is that Iggy back in the studio? No, he's not. <laughs> is he okay? Well, we hope so. He's feeling he's feeling not, not so hot, so. He hadn't been so. feeling good, and so he texted uh, me that he was just going to take vacation this week, texted Tommy Matter and had a programming, and then Tommy texted me in Jackson yesterday. So then I got on the phone with Iggy because I, I was wondering the same thing, Biff, and he said he just doesn't feel well still. Went to a doctor and they said they just had, he has a bad cold and uh, he didn't want to be in a spot where he would be calling in sick. So he said, I'll just take vacation. So I'm like, all right, whatever works for you, brother. I just wanted to make sure you're all right. So yeah, I love he's it. fine. So there you go. Sure. All right. Well, hope he feels better. What's the, what's the topic today? Key parties, you said? Yeah, in Shaker Heights, Ohio. We accepted your call because we figured you called in with some expertise on this topic. Uh, well, I mean, I know they happen. I, I know was, uh, I heard stories of uh, people that go to hedonism do that kind of thing with yeah. the key parties for their rooms. Room, you know. Would you be interested in that sort of lifestyle? Uh, I'm going to say, Doug. I'm going to say no because what if you end up with the uh, someone you'd rather not be with. Right. Well, yeah, I, it is high risk. I assume you always have the ability to say no thank you, right? Now, wait a minute. What if uh, what if all the females participating were like, uh, let's just say, uh, voluptuously attractive? Uh, I guess I guess then you got nothing to lose, right, Tim? Well, yeah, Doug, at that point, you're free rolling. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Free rolling. I like that term, Tim. That's a good one. Nice going, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, did you call in with a hot take or a trade <laughs> proposal or anything? Right. Yeah, I got, well, I, I come up, I was down there, I was down at Angry Beaver the other day, and I uh, was sitting with beer cats at the bar, you know, in between his doing his catch-up duties. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, they give him breaks, and he sits at the bar a lot. I got, I came up with a list of the, the worst 13 ways to die. Well, how about, can we do it like five? Like, get us the last five? Great topic. 
Okay, I'll, I'll go. I'll go fast. I'll okay. Go fast here, and I'll get off. I'll get out of your hair. Okay. Okay. Thirteen. Right? Getting eaten alive by a shark. Right. That's thirteen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Parachute not opening during skydiving. Uh. Uh. Having. Uh. You have a heart attack when you're having sex with two girls and you're 98 years old and you die of a heart attack. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like the best way? That's to die? the best like, way. Yeah. Don't I don't know. You, why would you want to die during that? <laughs> Ten, get get run over by a train in your car on the tracks. Uh, number nine, fall into the ocean off a cruise ship after kissing a, a really pretty girl. <laughs> That's so specific. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> fall, fall into a wood chipper and get shredded. Fargo. Yeah, Fargo. That's a, yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> uh, Seven up. A python snake strangles you while your girlfriend watches you. <laughs> God, the females are mm. definitely in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you you die in a fire in your own house set by your wife. You're going through all 13, aren't you, Biff? <laughs> I'm almost done. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is. Or five, dying alone of old age with no one around you. <laughs> Getting robbed and shot for the $60 of cash in your wallet. <laughs> Um, in North St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. Why are you laughing uh, with each one of these? It, it, it ends in death. Uh, well, the city ways to die. Sorry. Okay. Uh, well, wrongly accused of a murder, and you, you get the death penalty. Uh, a plane, a plane crash while flying to Hawaii uh, with a supermodel. Okay. Uh, this sounds like frustrating ways to die, <laughs> not the worst ways to die, but frustrating. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Number one way to die: you're you're 80 years old, you have money to burn, and your wife kills you, uh, and your wife kill wife wife kills you, and then she doesn't get caught. Well said. Roll <laughs> right off the tongue. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Okay. That's, the list. that's a nice little yep. list, Biff. Man, Thank you. You killed it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what are you guys doing for foods this week? Oh, so I know we're eat, eating, <laughs> basically. For foods. Are <laughs> you foods like monies? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. You don't ever have to put the S on it. Uh, thank you, Biff. We unfortunately have to wrap up the call because the Colonel is going to join us, presented by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Uh, and we would like you to send your emails in for the Design Air Heating and Cooling Email of the Day. And we would also like you to patronize Maggie O'Brien's The Great Eddie McVeigh downtown St. Louis and Sunset Hills locations to serve you pony this past Saturday at Maggie O'Brien's Ponies Galore coming up, whether you're going down for a Doggies game, a Battle Hawks game, the Cardinals are playing a week from Thursday, a Blues game. It doesn't matter. It's Eddie uh, McVeigh and Maggie O'Brien's. You know what you're going to get there. It's a local-owned Irish pub, and you know Eddie is as good as it gets when it comes to being a quality friend of the program. It's Eddie McVeigh and Maggie O'Brien's on Market Street downtown or in Sunset Hills. And Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503. Jackson, can you tell the people about Mark Hanna? <clears throat> well, he's the great communicator, Tim. Yep. I think we all know that. We've all been saying it for a while. I think Doug coined it, but... Hey, that's what he is. He's the great communicator. I, I never said that. I just didn't. I said it of Ronald Reagan, not of Mark Hanna. I, I as thought as he communicates. Right. Well, that's what Mark Hanna is, though. He's he's the real great communicator uh, because he he get, he has all this knowledge and wisdom to share with you. Mm-hmm. But that what sets him apart is the way he does it. And so some people might be out there like, man, I don't really need a financial advisor. Like I'll figure it out. Or I took some classes in college. I know what I'm doing. It's just good to get on the phone with Mark Hanna. I'm telling you, you're gonna feel so much better when you get off that phone than when you get on it. And having someone in your corner like Mark is truly so valuable. I, I can't say it enough. Probably the best decision I've made in my adult life is working with someone like Mark Hanna, truly. So if you don't have anybody, if you're just kind of winging it, I wouldn't do that. I would start working with Mark Hanna immediately. Mark Hanna, the great communicator. Okay. 314-889-0503. We're going online at evergreenstl.com. Missouri season came to an end in the NCAA tournament to Princeton on Saturday. What did the Colonel 
think of it. We will talk it over with Gabe Yarman, brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency in the 9 o'clock hour in a matter of moments. And then we'll have the design air heating and cooling email of the day. Jackson and I will deal with a live situation. I would imagine a lot of taunting, Jackson. Mm. Oh, I can't. Uh, mm. How are you going to handle that on the balloon party? I could be easily tilted. I'm gonna. I'm gonna you do. Think my, so you might snap I'm, back. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna prepare myself mentally in this nine o'clock hour um, for uh, what's to come. You know, yep. be like a prize boxer, listen to music, shadow. They're boxing. coming for you. Mm. Yeah, it could be. They don't like the idea of college anyway, and then college <laughs> basketball. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then a guy who rubs it in their faces that he went to Ladue. Right. This is. This is a situation, Doug. This your, is a situation. your team lost. Deal with it, college boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Colonel, Gabe Yarman, coming up next. Brought to you by James Carlton. This is the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios.